Alex, a lawyer and a financial advisor, walk into a bar. No, and then what happens, Dave? Well, the question comes up about succession planning in family businesses. Uh, family businesses, a big family runs a business, then they think they're going to do some succession planning and it's all too hard, so they do nothing. That's been my experience. Well, so can yeah. you do is nothing, is that the answer? Well, look, for some families, that is the answer. You know, bury head in the sand and hope. Hopefully no one will, will sort of ask about it so that so they'll yeah. kind of go away. So, yeah. look, I just think, I mean, you, you can talk about it as a family because you're getting into that second or third generation, but yeah. it's definitely one of those issues that is being, being addressed. But um, if we look at the traditional model of what family succession planning is, is yeah. that the older generation, when are they getting out so the younger ones can come yeah. You know, up, 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 up the food chain, sort of. Yeah. You know, here I am. I'm the young bull. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, don't, don't you old blokes, you're no good. You need to step aside and let us run through. So there's been some very interesting research that's come out of the High Net Worth um, Institute, which is a, right. a US-based organisation. A bunch and, of old, um, white blokes sitting around. Well, the, <laughs> it, well. <laughs> Um, it's more from a consulting point of view that sits within there. But part, part of their research and, and the approach that they're looking at is that their argument is around rethinking, rebalancing and reinventing what the transition of succession is within family businesses. And a lot of it is driven on the basis that just because someone has hit a certain age, are they have they gone past their use-by date? Now, yeah, right. p- part of the rethinking that they, they talk about is inside an organisation and especially a family structure, it might be that you set some rules that says, right, Alex, you're at, at this age and then you get to this particular point, but at, at say, 60, yep. as an example, we, we are definitely in that transition period. But do you know, even when you're in your 30s, when you're starting yep. in the business, that you can you can... Once you get into that level, it might be that at 60 or 65, there's a requirement to step away from an executive role. Yep. Now, you may sit on the board and you may be in a yep. non-executive role, but yep. it's very clear that at that age, there's an yep. expectation that you step, which is like yep. some of the partnerships in, in um, yeah, yeah, that's and legal common. firms. The judges, judges all have to step All out. that sort of stuff. Yep. But what it does is it starts to people to understand, I need to, to be developing my own skill set as an individual inside the family to look to do something else at that particular point in time rather than, oh, well, I'll just keep going because I own the business or I'm a major shareholder of it and I'll do what I want to do. So it's starting to get this, the rebalance component that sits inside an organisation that we've got some younger and older and we mix it together, but it's almost flipping part of it. And to get people to think about how do I reinvent myself? So at mm. 65, someone's like, I've never felt so good. You know, kids are off my hands. I feel fantastic. Mentally, I'm, I'm in pretty mm. good shape. I've mm. had more time for exercise. I've really enjoyed the business. I don't mm. want to just stop and say, oh, well, I'm just going to play golf four days a week. Like, boring. Yeah. yeah. What else could I do? And, and at 65, in some family groups, you know, you can turn around and go, oh, how old was grandma? Oh, that, she was 107. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know, Grandpa was still working until he was 85 and was still pretty sharp. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you yeah. can be in a position that you might have a 20-year career after 65, but what does it look like? 
Yeah, so are you saying you might have a, a compulsory, if you like, or an agreed retirement date, but then have to reinvent yourself to do something else? Because I suppose what I'm thinking is, well, if you are feeling sharp and loving the business, why wouldn't you just keep working in it until forever? Well, because, and that's a valid point. So an example that, that, that has been given as part of this research and, and anecdotally through, through some individuals that I know that have been involved in it, is that there was a family through Europe. And look, a yeah. lot of it is driven off the European and, and um, US businesses, but yeah. it, it means it, it, it's coming here because we're getting into second and third and there are some fifth generation families in the country. Yeah. But it was very clear in one of these families that an individual that at, at 60 or 65, that, that was a requirement. And in that period, that individual, and it was in a small regional area and so the family was very wealthy and, and they were very well connected. But that individual then transitioned into, say, a political career. Oh, so they yeah. might have become the mayor of the town or, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they got involved in some other organisation that was very community-based. Yeah. So they could utilise the skill set that, that they developed over the years within their business and the connections yeah. and the family wealth could then be supported to move into something else. But yeah. it was very clear inside the organisation that these are our expectations because yeah. we want the freshness coming through, yeah. but also there's not the angst from the younger generation. It's like, well, when is Alex stepping down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, when I feel like I'm, I'm ready to go. Well, well, when I feel over. Correct. Yeah. And so all then the people yeah. move to another, you know, the younger yeah. ones go, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm 45. I'm yeah. still like, I want to be running this for, the, for, for say, a 20-year period. Why can't? And look, they may or may not be capable in, in, in the circumstances, <laughs> but yeah. you're being very transparent around what that yeah. process is. Yeah. But it's also educating a person at a younger age that says, our expectation is here, so you need to be working towards finding an alternative for you yeah. and not just saying, well, I'm just going to stay here because I don't really know anything else. What else to do? Like it's actually good for the business because yeah. it brings some freshness yeah. And it also means that a person is working their way through that they've also got a clear exit plan and that yeah. exit might still be five or ten years away, but yeah. they know they can drive and drive and drive. But whilst they're doing that, they may be transitioning to looking at, well, what is my next, what would I like my next interest to yeah. be? Well, it, it touches on a point that we've raised a few times in different contexts in the podcast, and, and, and that is that if I think a lot of people stay in the business and keep working in the business because they don't know what else to do, <laughs> not because they love yes. it necessarily. Maybe they do, but, but maybe they just they don't have any other interests and their right. their, their hobby is work. And, and, and maybe that wasn't the plan or it, it just sort of happened. And, and I think, I mean, I've been in danger of doing that and I, I, I've actively tried to to develop other interests so that I, I'm not just working all the time. I, I do love my job, but, you know, the, to be a balanced person, you can't just work all the time. And I think yes. as your life, your family, your career, all those things evolve, your age as you mature, then, you know, you've you got to have other interests to, to, to you know, and, and otherwise you're going to end up divorced, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, because you're not going to, you're just not going to be a balanced person. You're going to end up a, a rubbish dad, you know? Yeah, but also there's this balance for, for it, you know, you just, you do, you get into this treadmill mm. and it becomes all too easy. And, yeah. and people also then, when they turn up inside the organisation and they're the leader, yeah. you know, they have a sense of purpose and people know who they are and, you know, yeah. there's an element of swagger as they yeah. move through either the organisation or the industry and it's like, well, I want to be seen to be, like, why would I want to come off my pedestal? 
Like yeah. I am, I am the man kind of yeah, 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 scenario. Yeah. And there is that element that sits there that says, you know, sometimes you can get to the point that you go so far and then you go, oh, I'm so into this. I don't know how to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know at what point that I've kind of had enough, but because yeah. I haven't been thinking about it or yeah. there hasn't been the process or systems to follow that everyone is aware of, that there's yeah. a natural transition, oh, well, yeah. let's just leave him and let's, because you get cranky about it, so therefore let's not, and then people stop asking and then yeah. all of a sudden, the support mechanism that was coming up underneath you disperses. Mm. So you go, well, we just don't know. Is mm. it one year or is it five years you're going to be backing out? If yeah. it's in five years' time, I'm out of here. If yeah, it's in yeah. six months' time, maybe I'll hang around and t- to do some stuff. So yeah. it's that yeah. element that we don't want people to regret not yeah. making a decision. And it's yeah. absolutely that fear of the unknown. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I think it's it's, it's the, a big part of succession planning is not just writing a plan and saying that's that, there you go, but it's that it evolves and that, you, you know, you're doing a little bit, you know, you, if you're going to step away from the business when you're 65, maybe you step away one day a week when you're 60 or whatever it is. Correct. So that you're not just suddenly, then you're off golfing all day or, you know, you've got to reinvent yourself if, if you want to call it that slowly, you know, gradually. It's a, it's a process. It's not something you don't sit down, write a succession plan on a weekend away or something and then, that's that, you know, you yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. be, you know, either developed over time and implemented over time. And, and then it's part of a kind of a broader management strategy of the business, right? And and this is where we talk about the whole rethinking of the approach that, that yeah. sits around it. For the older person, it's not all about the young ones coming up. Mm. But we've got a there's an element of respect for, for these, especially if it's a first or a second generation leader that mm. might have, you know, taken over this business because their parent had stepped down and they're the second generation mm. and they've bought it from, you know, 10 employees to 100 employees. I mean, mm. they've done a bloody good job. Yeah, mm. the team has been around them, but they've driven this business. So mm. you can't just disregard and say, well, you should just step down because you're at this age. And like, yeah, yeah. but again, mm. you've got to be thinking about what is it that they're looking for and having those yeah. open discussions. And that's yeah. where it comes back into the you know, the management team or if you have a family discussion, what is it that everyone agrees to? And there's got to be a role, like put someone in a place where they can, you know, continue to be actively involved. Yeah. But they're also giving the capacity for the younger ones to come in with some of these new and fresh ideas and just they just look at things through a different lens and how can we introduce technology that may not, be someone else is aware of like do you know what i mean it's a really it is and and it's not we're trying to push someone out of the business yeah what we're trying to do is enhance the business even further and leveraging into the where their real strengths are and they could be as you said you know they walk the floor some of these people okay they may not be in the ceo role anymore but if they actively get involved and people still know them and they can still come to the business but ultimately they have to defer yeah to you know, and this is where it comes back to, you know, the senior person steps down, but then they keep making decisions on behalf of yeah. you know, a son or daughter that's now yeah. running. It's like, they've, yeah. so this is part of the education on both sides Yeah. about, yeah. well, they've got to defer. And so, look, Alex, I'm not making that decision anymore. I, I really need you to refer to Peter. He, yeah. He's, yeah. He, yeah. he's now, you know, across that stuff. I'm only here a little bit of time and, 
Yeah, I um I went to a business uh, the other day to visit, and and, uh, and I was there to meet, let's call him John, mm. and uh, you know there was a guy, let's call him Steve, at the reception, much old, really an old fella, maybe in his you know sixties or set, uh, probably seventies or eighties. I thought, oh, that's an unusual receptionist, you know. Anyway, and then I went and had my meeting and uh, with John. And, uh, you know, and then I went away and said, said goodbye to the receptionist and, you know, off I went. And I later, at my next meeting, discovered that that fellow was the founder. That's the father of the guy I was meeting. Yeah, right. And that he was still there. And I think he'd done it well in that he was still involved. He was actually doing reception, answering the calls and stuff. But he was also just around to help out and to support but he wasn't at the meeting with me which was you know about some legal issues that the business was having so that yep. the fun had fully taken over he wasn't being second guessed by the dad but the dad was around and, and involved in the business because he, he liked it but in the capacity that he chose and that suited him you know for his age and his interests and so on yep. he yep. loved the business and, and i just thought it was quite a lovely thing and of course i was glad that i'm nice to the receptionist you know <laughs> because you know he you was be nice like, to everyone yeah, well exactly you sort of but you're, you're glad you know he was obviously seeing what's going on he was getting the 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 cut of me if you like socially no, nothing to do with what legal advice i was giving which i thought was quite good so in a way he's keeping an eye on his business you know in his own sort of in his own um, non-interfering type way. And I, I thought it was a nice thing and it was something that they, they when I discussed it with him, it was something they said they'd planned for a while. And, yep. you know, I've also seen it on the other side of it, which is where the, the, the old guy, if you like, hangs around and, and just undermines his son yes. or undermines the whoever's taken over and, or, or second guesses them and, and ultimately controls everything because they're, you know, they're a maniac and they can't yep. help themselves. Yep. There's a lot of business owners like that. Yep. Um, and uh, and sometimes they're difficult with their own family and, you know, succession on, on television is a good, good example of that. Mm -hmm. Until the old guy dies, you know, the, the kids can't be really be free at all. Um, but, but this the, is also the challenge for, for a lot yeah. of the younger ones. Like, if you, yeah. I mean, and if you've had young kids, you've got to let them stand up and fall over. Yeah. They, they're going to graze their knees. They're going to have some tumbles. It yeah. is no different than when you've got see younger people inside your business. They don't they haven't they don't have the corporate history that the older person does. But yeah. there's also a point that you've got to allow them to make some mistakes. How else are they learning along the way? However, there can be their capacity. <coughs> pardon me, and that's where you're into this, you know, advisory board component where yeah. mum or dad or both are involved in that, oh, I remember back, you know, when, when you know, late 80s, this happened. I've seen a similar thing. It's like 45 years later. Yeah, I know, but it mm -hmm. looks like it's a similar, but it's different. It's sort of, yeah. I mean, history repeats itself in so many different ways. It's just that it might come and look like a different skin over the top. Yeah. But the ultimate outcome is going to be similar. And for a lot of people, that level of intellectual property that sits in corporate knowledge, it sits inside the heads of some of the older individuals inside a family, is is wonderful to be able to tap into, but it's having the structure in place that enables them to feel comfortable to back away mm -hmm. and to feel as though that they have value to be provided back to the business. Now, that mm. may be like that example of the father sitting at reception mm. or it might be someone backs away completely from the business yep. and goes off and does something completely different. They're like, yep. no, no, I, I've really enjoyed it. I've got the financial freedom. Like the business still pays me an income stream, so I'm not I'm not going to look for this new opportunity because I'm looking to make the money out of it. If I make money, great. But I'm doing it because I find it really interesting and yep. therefore I want to get involved in something yeah. new. And it opens yeah. up their mind and you do, yep. you see. I mean, what do they call it? The um, um, 
oh, what's it's a, it's not an entrepreneur. You're a mature, um, mature, like a mature entrepreneur. Maturepreneur. <laughs> That's sort of along those lines. But do you know what yeah. I mean? People yeah. have gone past that point yeah. where they've like, well, I've I've educated the kids and they've grown up, yeah. and I might have now have grandchildren, and so my yeah. financial resources are adequate that I'm doing something not because I have to make the money, but because yeah. I just find it interesting yeah. and I, and it's my hobby that just happens to now have turned into a business and it's yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know my, my own father did, um, he he worked at a large multinational company on the board and then when he kind of retired, he went and worked at Monash Uni as a lecturer and he was part-time, I think, but he went in every day just because, you know, he, he worked, I don't know, worked from 10 till 3 or something every day, you know, in the office and he loved it. because it, it was like your day. working day. <laughs> I've already started that day. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. I try and keep my in the middle of the day. I don't like them too early because I'm too bleary-eyed and I don't like them too late because I'm about to fall asleep. So, uh, yeah, but he loved, you know, he reflected on his own career and he wrote some papers about what he'd been up to and, you know, he talked to some academics who had the, you know, academic training but not the the practical and he had the practical, not the academic, you know. He said he was the least qualified lecturer that Monash has ever had, (laughs) you know, academically. But, yeah, so, I mean, it was quite a nice, I think it was sort of by accident more than by good planning but it was sort of a nice thing for him to do in in his kind of you know the, the in the, the last phase of his career if you like and then he retired fully and that's um, a confidence yeah. issue for a lot of people yeah. too yeah like oh yeah. no but i don't want to go and do that because i i'm you know i've sort of i've done this same sort of organizational business for 30 years or 40 yeah. years or 50 years oh i don't want to go off and what happens if i get it wrong okay well then, yeah. like i think that ends up being a confidence issue for some people and that's why yeah. they end up staying for so long in the right. yeah yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, they don't want well, to do anything different. Yeah. I mean, it really requires you, and we've talked about this before as well, and it was such a good point of yours that, that a lot of, um, and, and it's particularly men, but, but everyone who owns businesses are really afraid of doing something else and they don't actually have, like, they, they don't know who they are away from the business, you know, and they yes. don't want to face that issue and yes. so they continue on in the business. And I think I'm a bit guilty of that. You sort of go, well, I'm good at this and this is, I've got a bit of status here and my clients ring me up with problems and I help them and it makes me feel valuable. Yep. And I kind of go, well, if I wasn't doing that, what would I be doing? Oh, I, I don't know. And I don't really want to, I don't really want to find out. Yep. <laughs> and so you just chug away and, and nothing wrong with working in your business if you love it, but you just chug away and, you know, maybe, you know, you end up having never going to Europe with your wife and uh, and you have a heart attack early and, and that, you know, that's the end of you and you haven't planned for your kids and it's all very bad. And that happens all the time. Correct. So, you know, having a bit of a, a plan and and, uh, and then gradually implementing that plan over time, I think, you know, just makes your life richer. And it's part of kind of wealth activism or part of, of, of your um, financial planning, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it yeah. is. It's, it's having these open discussions. And yeah. just because we talk about it doesn't mean it's going to occur. I mean, we yeah. still have these discussions yeah. with some people. Yeah. Go, oh, let's not talk about estate planning because you, I, I, I'm, you're being morbid. I'm like, you've been... Mm. Everyone's going to die. Yeah, we're all going to die. It's just we just don't know when. How prepared we are. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. let's yeah. let's have some of these and work out what yeah. is it you want to do. Because, I mean, what was who, I can't remember who makes a statement. Um, yeah. You know, without a well, it's a bit like when they say, you know, um, what's his name, Mike Tyson. You know, yeah. when you get punched in the face or something. Yeah, plan, plan's all fine until you until yeah, you get punched, punched in the face. face. Like yeah. it's the same thing. I mean. Just because you've discussed it, then you're talking about the options, but it gives you the ability that sort of says, oh, actually, I want to tweak myself a little bit to the left or the right. Yeah. Or I actually want to take two steps back before yeah. because now I've thought about putting some information on the table that helps me make a decision and to help articulate 
what it is that you would like to do. Because again, I think, and again, rash generalization, a lot of blokes will just what they won't they don't want to see or say anything because they want to they'll feel vulnerable. But vulnerability can be a good thing because it can open up a whole lot of opportunities for you that people don't realize, oh, I didn't realize you thought or felt like that. Yeah. Because I didn't tell anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can, I mean, you can develop a whole whole bunch of interests and hobbies and Absolutely. relationships with the people around you, which enriches your life Great. if you make space for it. But if, you, if space is always full with work, um, in a you know in an unhealthy way, then that's that's that just fills the space, you know. Yep, yep. So yeah. I would look at it again and say that whole transition, succession planning in in family businesses, as a, as a yep. really is a summary, is to really sort of Rethink about the approach, yeah. rebalance the way you're doing it, and reinvent yourself. Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a really interesting concept, and it's almost flipping what some people would consider to be the traditional model of succession planning and bring yeah. the multiple generations together. It's exciting to have these discussions yeah. and to see because I do think one-on-one is three and four and five because you can you yeah. can do more when everyone's aware of what's going on yeah, on the same yeah, page. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, well, thanks for sharing that research with us and for, for that insight because that's, I mean, I, I think of succession planning as, you know, when is the old guy leaving and when are the young people taking over, you know. Yep, there's, yep. there's obviously a lot more to it and, and, and it can, you know, enrich your life if you sort of address it head on rather than hide from it. Correct, correct. All right, well, I hope everyone's enjoyed that discussion for today. So um, as we close out, I'd like to thank Alex from Taurus Legal Management. He can be contacted via LinkedIn at Alex Martin or via the website, tauruslawyers.com.au. Thanks, Dave. And I'd like to thank David Murdoch, the wealth activist from Paxton Bridge. Uh, he can be contacted at David Murdoch at LinkedIn or at paxtonbridge.com because he's an international man of mystery. <laughs> As always. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks, Alex. We'll talk later. See ya. See ya.